Well, it has been a while since we've been on Enjoying the Journey, the podcast. Super excited to be back with you guys. Have a special friend today. His name's uh, Pastor Jonathan Myers from Grace Church out of Des Moines, Iowa. Super excited to have you on our podcast today. You're the first one coming out of a, a break. So welcome. Thanks for kicking us off. We're, we're glad to be back on Enjoying the Journey. Oh, man, it's so great to be here. Hey, friends, so good to have time with you and any friend of Rob is a friend of mine. So what a privilege uh, to be able to share together this afternoon. So awesome. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, for the, for those that, that don't know you and, and things like that, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe how you came to faith, what God's been doing through you over the, your career, your life. And, and yeah, just let people know who you are. Sure. So uh, I am a youth pastor here in central Iowa. I've been at Grace Church for 19 years, if you can believe it. Start my 20th year last week. And um, I was formerly in the Fellowship Bible Church in Oskaloosa, Iowa for nine and a half years. And so I've uh, been a youth pastor 28 years. And my goodness, what a journey it has been. And uh, there have been some ups and there has been some downs. If you've ever been a parent before, Imagine parenting a group of students over 28 years. Uh, oh. It's been quite the journey. And then uh, I've got three kids, um, Emily, who just got married about four weeks ago. So that was really kind of cool. And yeah. then uh, my son, Isaac, uh, Anna Grace. And then I do have actually a fourth child. Uh, it's our dog, Copper. Uh, she's wonderful. I call her, hey, how's my child? She's the most obedient. She's the most respectful. And, you know, she, she just, she's amazing. So that's fun. And then um, let's see here. I came to faith uh, when I was a five-year-old kid at a church. Uh, my Sunday school teacher led me to the Lord, uh, got baptized when I was eight. And um, you got two seconds for a kind of fun baptismal story. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know how many of you, uh, your baptismal story is almost just crazy. But I was sitting in a Sunday morning worship service at a good old-fashioned Baptist church. And uh, in order to make a decision uh, to get baptized, you had to walk forward um, and tell the pastor in front of the whole church. And so anyway, I was sitting there in the church service. I don't remember a thing he said. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit pricked my heart, eight years old, and convicted me in the middle of the service that I needed to be baptized. And it came out of nowhere. I started crying, and it was the first time I actually felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Well, sure enough, I, I nudged my father's arm, and I said, I, I, I want to be baptized. He said, you want to what? And I said, I want to be baptized. He goes, well, you know what you got to do. You got to go down front. So sure enough, I got up from the pew. I walked down to the front, and the senior pastor says to me, why are you down here? And with tears in my eyes, I went like this, <laughs> I want to be baptized ties just like that and everybody starts laughing but i'm in tears and man it was just kind of wonderful and that's that's a little bit of the beginning of my journey and then uh when i was around 12 years old i went to camp and i said lord whatever you want me to do i'll do and sure enough he landed me in this youth pastor chair for the last 28 years isn't that crazy you don't hear that very often anymore with youth pastors i know it i know it not and so so what do you think keeps you going so the one reason why i just don't want to leave student ministry is because and hear me well 
students between age fifth grade or sixth grade and 12th grade are making all or almost all of their key faith decisions and trajectory decisions for the rest of their life. They're open to the call of God. They're actually listening. They're pliable. That's when Jesus's disciples were roughly that age. Mm. And it's just that moment at which they're making key decisions. And man, I just don't want to miss that. I just want to be a part of that. And it's just so special. You know, another reason on the humorous side is if yeah. you're a senior pastor at a church and you have, you know, people in your congregation that you don't like, you're still probably not going to outlive them. But if you're a youth pastor and you have students you don't like, you'll definitely outlive them if you just stick around for four or five years. You know what I mean? That's right. They're <laughs> out. They're out of the student ministry on, on the other things. Oh, yeah, well, 28 years of being a, a, a youth pastor, would you say there's any any differences? Yeah. Okay. And, and what are those? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and these apply to parents, senior pastors. I've talked with this. Um, you know, one of the books I recommend is a book by Shane Hips uh, called The uh, Hidden Power of the Electronic World. And I encourage you to get it. And basically what's different is back in the early days, and I would say the late 90s, early 2000s, if you got the kid, you got the parent. Or if you mm. had a relationship with a parent, you got the kid. Now, if you have a relationship with one of them, it still doesn't mean you have a relationship with the other. The second thing is, is technology has exploded at such a rapid rate that in 2008, um, studies showed that only about 12% of high schoolers had cell phones. By 2012, it was still only 25%. Mm. But now uh, the last most recent uh, Gen Z Barna survey that came out in 2020 said 92% of high schoolers have cell phones. And I am pretty sure that number is even higher now. Well, what that means is the center of their universe is even more so me, myself, and I, because our phones are a mirror to our souls. And so most students are not waking up holding the word of God in the morning. They're holding their cell phones. Right. And as a result, it makes it more and more difficult for them to hear the spirit of God speaking into their life because alone times, idle times, and quiet times are filled up with moving images and cat videos and not considering, you know, what the Holy Spirit's doing. Yeah. So how do you, how do you battle that? As a youth pastor? Yeah, good question. So a couple of ways we do it is we have focused more than ever on discipleship. Mm. We, 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 if we pushed in all of our chips on the poker table, we pushed them in the discipleship hand. And I'm telling you, we're, we're coming out in spades. I mean, we literally, literally last January, we, we said, Hey guys, look, we already know we're a disciple making student ministry, but we're going to go all in. And that night, we already had around 50 existing discipleship relationships. We got another 35 students that said, I want to be discipled. And when we talk about disciple making, we're trying to push the word of God down to the lowest common denominator into a personal relationship instead of a pulpit relationship or even a small group relationship. We're trying to push it into a personal relationship so the influence goes up, the longevity goes up, the relationships goes up, and then the Q&A and questions about, you know, how God works in people's lives and what happens there, that goes up as well. 
Yeah, being in it that long, when you see them, like you said, you know, youth pastor can outlive their students. What's it look like on the other side as they get out in the real world after they've been through youth group four years? What's that looking like over these last 28 years? Yeah, so um, we've tried to do things learning from mistakes. You know, we, we watched early on that pizza parties, uh, you know, pool parties and, you know, prizes just just don't create long term disciples. Right. They just don't. You know, they, you, got, you got a lot of fun in the process, but you're not getting long term fruit. And so we started saying, you know what, we've got to have a long term strategy whereby when students, when they graduate from high school, they're not graduating from God. The secret sauce that we have discovered is the same thing that Jesus did with his disciples. And that was he modeled ministry to them and then he gave away ministry to them. So we have students in our student ministry that serve in leadership. They oversee our stomp ministry, our sold out ministry, our tech ministry, our praise worship ministry, our evangelistic event ministry, our summer missional ministry. We even have students who I have my day off on Thursdays and students plan mission trips one day on their own on Thursdays so I don't go with them. And wow. that's, that's the strategy that we're trying to encourage other youth ministries to embrace when we show up with Ignite or we do coaching or things like that. We try to tell them, give away ministries to students, give them authority, give them responsibility, give them teaching opportunities. And that's one of the ways we know that when you graduate from high school, you're not going to graduate from God. And, and here's the one phrase we, we, we share. You cannot, um, uh, you cannot give away what you do not own. Well, hmm. if you own it responsibly in high school, then you're probably not going to disown it when you graduate because you've already embraced it, you know? So that's kind of a little bit of what we do. Absolutely. And you guys do other things as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know youth ministry is a, a big part of it, but you've taken it to a, I don't know if a whole nother level is the right way to describe it, but you're also doing a conference yeah. for youth, youth leaders, youth pastors, et cetera. When did Ignite Youth Conference come into existence? I love that question. You are so my friend. This is <laughs> You know, Ignite was birthed actually when I was in Oskaloosa, Iowa, mm. and nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew where I was. It was like a Moses wilderness. I was in a small church and I had no money and nobody was marketing to me. And mm. I know a lot of you who are listening to this, you're in small churches and you feel like nobody cares about you. And you feel like, you know, man, you're the volunteer and you're trying to run youth group and you just don't even know what to do man, let me tell you, I was that guy. <laughs> you know? And I was just like, and that's when Ignite was born in my heart. I wanted to provide something to smaller churches to help them do better ministry that didn't cost them an arm and a leg, that cared about them where they were at. And in 2003, um, I moved to Grace Church, a larger church. And I said, I want larger churches to care about smaller churches so that smaller churches could thrive in ministry. And that's when Ignite was born. So we held our first Ignite in 2004. We had 212 people. We had that old band that lost and found. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before. And, I think uh, I have. That's a little throwback. 
you want you know you want some fun listening to some really cool music google lost and found and boy you'll have a fun time <laughs> <laughs> in 212 that begins the the uh the journey of ignite youth conference yep and 19, yeah 19 years later now it's in uh two locations and then this year we're actually branching to colorado springs um and so it's just really exciting phenomenal and of course you know rise has been a part of that growth and has been a partner with us for years and years and years and it's an absolute joy for us to be able to tell everybody go to rise fest it's yes awesome. come on yeah well, by the way i hear you guys had a great year last year as well tell me a little bit about that that was unbelievable so rise fest you know it, it was birthed in 05 wow it moved uh, from Orange City, Iowa to Shelton in 2012. So we're going on okay. 10 years. And it has been the most incredible journey over the last 10 years. Uh, over the last couple of years, we have done a lot of infrastructure. So we built a permanent stage, thanks to some very generous friends of ours. It's called the mm -hmm. Harvest Stage. Okay. Then we had some other, uh, another generous partner of ours donate some buildings to us. So we added three more buildings. Uh, we remodeled two of them this year. Wow. And, yeah, it's, you know what? What was a corn soybean field 10 years ago today looks completely different with structures. And, you know, we have platform seating for those in, in chairs or, or disabilities and, and things like that. We now have camping. I think this year we went up to 224 spots between wow pole trailers and and motorhomes to tenting 224 spots there we, we've added power uh, throughout the grounds we've added water but then we had an amazing festival with toby mac closing out friday for king country closing out saturday we had a host of awesome awesome artists the ministry side of the festival this year was one of the biggest and in, in my opinions in my opinion, and and uh, just watching the team work and watching God bring the festival goers was unbelievable. Yeah, it sounds like uh, make concerts great again. I mean, let's go. Yes, yes. You know, somebody asked me that question yesterday. How how are festivals going? And I said most of them that I've heard are all up in attendance. I mean, record setting attendance. We we have dreamed of breaking the twenty thousand mark for years, and we broke it this year. Uh, wow. Now. Over the two days, we we broke the 20,000 mark. We are on a big, big movement to break 25,001 by wow. 2024. And so wow. there's more behind that. But but God just, yeah, opened some amazing doors. It, it was super cool because I've been doing this. Well, I've been doing Rise now since 2001. So for 21 years, been doing the festival for about 16 17 years, give or take. And um, my kids are now involved. Jagger. Tell me about it. Oh, I, I love it. Let's love go. It. Jagger, my oldest son, ran camp. Well, my only son ran camping. He's 19. Yeah. My middle daughter uh, ended up taking on some responsibility of co-emceeing. So she did a, a phenomenal job at six, uh, 16, 17 years old. And then our youngest daughter, uh, who just turned 15 at the end of July, joined our artist relations team with those directors. And so when you talk about discipleship and you talk about uh, 
getting students involved. I, I believe in that heavily as well, especially with my my own kids. You know, they'll ask me, they'll be like, uh, Dad, do, do we get those special passes to the festival? I say, you're going to work? <laughs> I said, you work, you get them. You don't work, uh, you can buy them. Yeah, but no, it, it's been so fun. We just did our, our recap two Thursdays ago. Oh, that's cool. With our well, team, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about because this year at Ignite, our goal is to reach four thousand. Mm. Um, we want to reach five hundred churches, helping equip them to do better youth ministry. And um, you know, those are those are big goals. And yeah. you know, when you're when you're just doing it as a hobby, <laughs> yeah. You know, and still full-time in youth ministry, it really has become organic. And then of course, for me, having my son, you know, be the drummer, you know, yep. it was really kind of exciting and having him come into his own. And then my daughter, my other two daughters as well. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I love it. Love it. I love, I love when our kids get, get to, get to be involved. And yeah. uh, so, you know, we've talked about a lot of the highs, ton, tons of highs from, you know, getting baptized at a young age, being in youth ministry for 28 years to exciting moments of, uh, you know, two conferences to, to going to three this next year. But we call this enjoying the journey for a reason, because life is yep. a journey. Yeah. Yep. What what would you say has been one of the the hardest things to walk through? Yeah. So I really appreciate the question. And um if you're still listening, man, listen to this, because this was my biggest life lesson this last year. One of the things I had to learn, and I had to learn it the hard way, was you cannot live by faith on coast. You <laughs> cannot just coast and say, I'm living by faith. It doesn't happen like that. But living it's easier. Step yeah, I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Living by faith, you've got to get out of the boat. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted, to, I wanted to stay in the boat this last yep. year. And I'm telling you, I've had awkward conversations. I've had hard things to figure out. I've had discouraging moments. I've had doubts like no other. And I've wondered, am I doing the right thing? I'm, I've asked myself, how long am I going to, are they going to let me be at this church? I mean. It's yeah. just walking by faith. And it all started when I listened to, you know, a preacher named Anthony Evans, the son of Tony Evans. Many of you know Tony Evans. Mm -hmm. And um, he preached a message on faith and how we only have so much time. And I do not want to live my life living with regrets, wondering what if I would have walked by faith? What if I would have lived by faith? I don't want to be an appendix to Hebrews 11 I want to be part of the story of Hebrews 11. I want to walk by faith. And if anything, I, the verse, you know, strikes out, I think it's, you know, Hebrews 11, six, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So just get rid of all of the thought that comfort is where it's at, because it's not. I want to live by faith. And so that is what's been part of my journey and um, it's been rough. And, you know, if you want to know more of how it's been rough, I can tell you, but it's just been getting out of your comfort zone. I said this on Sunday because I preached at my church. And, you know, the thing I love about my lazy boy is it allows me to be just that, a lazy yeah. boy. Right. You know? But I realize, you know, I have got to step out by faith because that's when the real living starts taking place. 
And I don't want to be part of Howard Hendricks's quote that says, you know, a guy died age 54, buried at age 88. You know, I want to be alive my whole life and I want to be living by faith. Yeah, you bring you bring up. uh, You open that can of worms. It's a big one because living by faith sounds super exciting. I mean, I, I would say for a lot of years, that's that's what we've done at Rise is is live by faith. Uh, I like to say that I live by faith. And then there's moments where living by faith, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it allows you to walk in suffering. Uh-huh. And suffering hurts. And yeah. suffering's so fun. And you wonder, where is God? Because, oh, God, I took this step of faith. Oh, God, I'm going this direction. Oh, God, why do I have hard conversations? Oh, God, why does this hurt? Oh, God, why did I think the plan was this? And all of a sudden, you're changing the plan, and it's not as comfortable anymore. And this idea, will you experience some of the highest of highs in life? Yeah, I do believe that. I've experienced that. But I also believe you may experience some of the lows of the lows when you walk by faith. You know, and it reminds me of another quote by Howard Hendricks. And he said, without tension, there is no learning. Right. And I have found in this last year that I feel like I've gotten more gray hair. (laughs) I feel like like my body hurts more. I feel like asking myself, what am I thinking? And, um, And yet at the same time, my soul is more alive and more satisfied than it ever has been. And it's also more dependent. And that's, yeah. that's what I'd rather be. I'd rather be living dependent than, you know, comfortable. I know I, I used this analogy the other day with a friend. I said, I feel like a, a racehorse. All right. Okay. We have just gotten in to uh, the stall where they line you up and the stall is still closed. And I am just rearing up and I cannot wait for that stall to open because I'm ready to run. But by faith, I'm standing in that stall wondering who's running with me. Mm. Because in my world, I need a help me. Uh, not, not my wife, but I mean a physical, personal yep. assistant. Yep. And, and I'm like, God, I'm so ready to go. My soul's hungry. My, my fire is there. And, I, and I'm in this stall and I'm, I'm ready to go. And, and I think I'm trusting you. But all I can see are those gates locked. I want to go, but I don't know if you open those gates, what am I going to, am I going to run 400 yards and fall off? Am I going to run the quarter mile that it is around the track? And, and so here you are in in this setting and you're like, I'm ready to go by faith, but doggone, am I scared? I'm scared. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you should say that because you mentioned who's going to run it with me. And right. I'll tell you this. I cannot undervalue. I, let, me, let me word it this way. I, I so appreciate the people in this journey who have challenged me to walk by faith. And one of them is the person that's been doing Ignite with me for the last 10 years. And she's the one that say, Carla Butters, she's the one that said, hey, I saw that you were convicted and living by faith, and I want to challenge you. I'm going to live by faith, but 
but I've been living by faith and I've been waiting for you to start living by faith. Oh, yeah. And now God has taken her and our church is walking behind her in faith and letting her just branch ignite out. And I'm like, there's no other person I'd rather walk with than her, who's also walking by faith, following the spirit of God. You've met her before, you know, she is. And I'm just telling you, when you're walking together with other people who are sacrificing, their roles are changing and they're willing to serve Jesus no matter what. I'm telling you, it makes me want to go, let's go. Can I come along for the, you know, for the journey? Can I come with, you know, and I, if I could just park for just one second and say, I just want to publicly thank all of those parents who serve on a day-to-day basis in their local New Testament churches with very few people seeing all that you're doing. You are doing a phenomenal job. Do not give up. You are one of the reasons I have stayed at my church for 19 years because we have such dedicated people that love the Lord and I could not do what I'm doing without them. And I just want to tell, you know, whoever's listening that's a parent, you just keep going. It's difficult parenting, but keep serving. It's just an absolute joy to serve with you as a youth pastor. I just so deeply appreciate you. That's awesome. Yeah. I think we need encouragement. We need it more often because we don't get it enough. We're not, we're not in a culture or a world where we're encouraging one another. Mm-hmm. We're comparing and we're tearing down and, and competing. But, you know, I, 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 I love that you just cheered on the parents because you and I are both parents. <laughs> yeah, we are. And, and if we're honest, it's not always so easy, especially no, no not, not at all. And so to cheer them on is a uh, is a good thing. As we wrap things up today, and you may have already an- answered this question, but I, I'm going to ask it anyway. We like to every, ask everybody that comes on the podcast because we call it enjoying the journey. If there is any person that you could have on this journey, past, present, who would it be and why? Who would you want to journey with? So I got two of them. And uh, one of them is Carla Butters. I mentioned yep. that some people basically call us brothers and sisters. Okay. Uh, because of, you know, our relationship with one another. She helped plant Ignite Denver with me. Okay. She, she's helped the last 10 years with Ignite. Uh, she's helping. She helped plant Oswego. Um, she's in Illinois. She's now helping plant Colorado Springs. Um, she challenges me. She'll tell me the truth. Um, she confronts me and, uh, we just have a phenomenal relationship where, you know, she just has discernment coming out of her, you know, just her whole persona. And she's kept me from so many mistakes. And I just think it's so valuable to understand, look, Rob, you'll make mistakes. I'll make mistakes. We just need people to speak into our life that, are godly and are willing to do it. And she is. And so I'm just really super grateful. You know, the other one is a friend of mine that um, is transitioning. Um, He was the former worship leader at Ignite. His name's Brandon, Brandon Blessman, Mm -hmm. former disciple of mine. You know him as well. And a worship leader. And, you know, I've just enjoyed walking along with him because he challenges me like no other. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he makes me, he's so much younger, 30 plus years younger than me but he's just so godly, righteous, planting a church, 
downtown Chicago mm. and um, gave up leading worship at a multi-site conference in front of tons of people to shepherd 50. Mm. I mean, just think about that kind of wisdom. Right. And he's just like, I want to be dedicated to my people. That's the kind of guy I want to hang around. That's the guy I want to be like. That's the guy that just inspires me. And so those two, those two. That's awesome. And as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Yeah, I would just say this. Um, number one, Rob, I appreciate you as a brother in Christ. Um, I love your ministry. I admire it. Uh, one of the reasons is you lead from a position of a humility and not authority. And I appreciate that. And I've appreciated your team. I've traveled with you guys yep. um, on, on a trip before. And I just really appreciate the way you do it. And that's how we want to do it at Ignite. You know, we want to be godly. We're not trying to make any money. We want to build the kingdom of God. And we want other people to enjoy their journey in life. And so we just want to say thank you for listening. And thank you for being a part of this. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Jonathan. Really appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. Pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to the Enjoying the Journey podcast brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening.